Hey, 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 welcome to Einstein's Growth Podcast. Happy New Year. This is the first episode in 2021. Wishing you all the best. And today's guest has spent the last 25 years in sales and marketing. He recently found out his passion in life. So, today's guest is Titus Klippinger. Hello, Titus. Thank you so much for being my guest. I'm really excited that you are my guest. You have spent the last 25 years in sales and marketing, and recently you found out your purpose in life, and you are also the owner of Glow and Grow Development. So today's episode, it's the guy from Einstein's Growth with the guy from Glow and Growth, which is absolutely awesome. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I appreciate having you because you have so much wisdom to share, a lot of things to bring to the audience. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, USA. I grew up in Florida. My adult career was in customer service, sales, marketing, and business development. In October of 2018, I discovered my heart which gave me purpose. And I was able to put passion behind that purpose. And Glow Growth and Development is about coming from your heart and working in flow. Oh, that's really amazing. And you know, when you said Glow and speaking from your heart, I believe that you have like the four stones of life. Can you talk to us a little bit about your concept of heart, mindset, health, physical health and of course marketing and network yeah and so i grew up a three-part person mental physical spiritual and when i discovered my heart it encapsulated all those areas and several years ago i started well i was always athletic in elementary school high school college and so i was always athletic But probably about eight to 10 years ago, I started working out. I started getting more fit and working on my body. I've always worked on my mind as well. I've read books. I've always been into self-development, you know, in my pretty much in my adult life. When I say forever, it's, you know, just my adult life. Um, I feel that there's some things that were ingrained into who I was from birth and in my childhood that helped me become the person that I am now and the person that I am today. Makes sense to me. And speaking of childhood, I remember that I saw in one of your videos that you said you grew up to a verbally abusive father in a broken home who was teaching you to fit in and you did. So can you tell me a little bit how you found out who you are and how was the transformation experience like? Yeah. What was your aha moment? So, well, really it was the fact that I I came to the realization that I was carrying around a lot of baggage that I didn't need to. A lot of things that my parents put on me, a lot of things that society put on me. And I started analyzing and questioning all these characteristics, all these personality traits, all this stuff that I was carrying around in life and came to the realization that a lot of it was not needed. Uh, As you know, I went on a trip to Tennessee to see my dad for Thanksgiving. 
And it came to me, it was a realization that now in my life, I, when I interact with people, I want them to blossom like a flower. I want them to grow. I want them to shine. I want them to become and be the illuminated being that they are. And so many times people get buried under worry, fear, life. That spark gets buried underneath all that stuff. And so when I was back in Tennessee with my dad, I, it was quite evident and quite uh, uh, kind of shocking almost to realize that him as a person has carried this through his life that causes people to shrink, that causes people to go to be small. And he got it from his dad. He just hasn't figured it out yet and, or come to that awareness and so, um, but like I say all the time, I'm breaking generational curses. And so I want, I look to help people blossom and become the full person that they possibly can. And when I was visiting with my dad, my children felt that they felt that energy from him that caused them to shrink, that caused them to go within, that caused them to be small, to be quiet. And uh, it was a it was a good moment of perspective for my children to see where I came from and what I grew up in and the person that I am now and how I talk to them and how I teach them to be all that they can be in spite of, you know, what society has put on them, in spite of what your parents have put on you in spite of all this junk and clutter. I really love this one because the thing is, many people, they grow and they live on the ideas that have been fed by society, by their parents, by their teachers, and they live on the opinions of others and it makes them super sad and they are not even aware of it. And right now, like when you were talking about the baggages, I was wondering, like, do you have any example of the baggages that you have been carrying around for a while and it was really toxic for you? Oh, well, gosh, the uh, the baggage of playing small, right? The, the, the baggage of to be quiet, to not let your voice be heard, to play it safe, the baggage of scarcity. Huh. So here's an example for you. He, uh, he, was, he was giving me a hard time about washing my hands or, or using a Kleenex. And, and um, I, I picked a Kleenex out of the box and I, th- and I threw it away. And he's like, no, don't throw it away. You barely used it. And it's a Kleenex. <laughs> it, it cost a, it, it's a less than a penny, right? And so, yeah. and so I grew up in that. And so I've, I've come to let that go. Because if you, there's no sense in carrying around a penny tissue, a, a tissue that costs a penny, to use it again, and and just maybe I might use it again. Maybe I don't need it. So why am I going to carry around trash in my pocket just in case I might need it in the future? You know, I really love this idea, and honestly, I, this is really amazing because it is screwing up people, and they are not even aware. But you, you really said something really wonderful, which is playing it small. And I believe a lot, the majority of people are playing it small. 
So what are your thoughts about people playing it small? How can they overcome that? Because recently, I think last week, I was having a conversation with, with a good friend who is a small business owner and she is doing her BA. And during our conversation, the thing that keeps coming up is she is afraid that her business is going to fail and she will need to work in, in, in her field, which is something that she doesn't enjoy. And the thing is, I, I told her, you have to let go of, from that, of that fear and stop playing it small. So what are your thoughts about letting go and stop playing it so small? Yeah, and the word that comes to mind is safe, right? When you're, yeah. when you're young, your parents say, oh, don't run in the house. They always want to, yeah. they always want you to be safe, play it safe. And so it translates into so many areas of our life. And for your friend, live in the moment. Fear is something that you're projecting into the future. Fear is worry in the, about something that's going to, ha that might happen. If she were to live her day presently in the moment today, as if she didn't have tomorrow, what would she do? What would life look like? How would she behave? And, and so for myself, it's getting, it was getting out of my comfort zone. And there's still things that I have that are comfort zones for me. I, I claim that I get out of my comfort zone a lot. And I do in comparison to some people. In comparison to other people, they're like, you still play small. And so I am continually looking to get outside my comfort zone and be comfortable in uncomfort or discomfort. Get outside your comfort zone, stretch, get, go beyond and see what's outside of the proverbial box that you and life and others have put you in. I love it because it's all about glow and growth my brain was like, what did you have to ask him this, which is related to the flow. And I know that you are obsessed with flow because it has changed your life. So can you tell me a little bit about the flow concept and what does it mean to you? Sure. So flow is, uh, flow is doing, being what you are designed to be, doing what you're supposed to be. And everybody's unique there's how many millions of billions of people on the earth and we are all unique individuals down to our fingerprints down to our the hair on our head all of it we are unique a hundred percent even identical twins are unique and so we are we have this purpose in life and a lot of times people don't discover or realize that purpose they will catch themselves for myself I caught myself in flow and I was like, what am I doing? And I was coaching at the moment. And so once I've come to realize what flow looks like, what flow feels like for me, I am always looking to put myself back into that situation to where I can be in flow. On the flip side, on the other side of that coin is things that I do that are contrary or anti me. And by being anti you, you are not in flow. By doing things that you are meant to be, you are in flow. So there's two sides of it. When somebody is not designed 
to be in a corporate world or a corporate job and yet they go to a corporate job and they every day and they are frustrated that is the anti them and so they people need to recognize that that frustration that anxiety those things that bring that those feelings and emotions to them are typically not meant to be what they should be doing they should really look and find something that they're designed and feel in flow with that's true i mean in the words of steve jobs do what you love and love what you do or is it the opposite probably <laughs> but it still works that's right it still works <laughs> when you did you did let go of all the baggages and the weights how did you feel feel about the new you free free oh, free free clean and clear clean and clear free liberated now was there a little bit of anticipation a little bit of what am i doing that i call those paradigms or the voice and what you what happens is you learn to have faith and trust in myself in god the universe whatever it's there to support you and it's like i don't know if you remember the indian if you saw the indiana jones movie where where yeah. he's about to walk over this huge uh chasm or this canyon but he didn't have a bridge and he and he had yeah. to take that first step and when he took that first step of faith when he when his foot landed there was something there he was able to it supported him but he couldn't see it he had to have the faith to take that step and when you have that faith to take that step in your life you will realize that there's that that god is there to support you absolutely it's all about our thinking and our mindset yes yep so speaking of mindset like right now i'm really curious about mindset because i always say that business is a reflection of the owner and it's one of the reasons why many companies fail to scale or grow and we both know that every new level of success requires a different mindset because the old keys they never open the new doors so how can people develop their muscle of a growth mindset mm. in business of course yeah and so you know that is the benefit of a coach they are able to provide perspective and they don't believe or have the paradigms that you do the limiting paradigms and so like for your friend going back to your friend for example you have a different perspective you have different paradigms than she does she has the fear right and her belief and you yeah. don't hold those fears and those beliefs so you're able to say to her take the step of faith get out of your comfort zone grow become and so that's the benefit of a coach is and and you have to have faith and trust in your coach and i tell people because they say to me they say i i don't believe i i don't believe like that i don't have that mindset yet and i tell them borrow my belief borrow 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 okay, my face. belief because i see it like i was i was talking to a client the other day and she was very articulate and she spoke life into people when she was talking about herself she was degrading herself she spoke negatively towards herself 
And I said, if you were to talk to yourself like you talk to others, it would be a complete game changer. That's true. That's true because how we talk to ourselves so important embody the idea of who we became. Yep. And you know the, the funny thing is when you said that I don't know why I remembered Les Brown and I know that you have studied icons like Les Brown, Jim Rohn, John Maxwell, Zig, and many other amazing people. So if you can like summarize why you have studied about them in like five sentences, oh. what would that be? I know it's, <laughs> it's really hard because it's, really, it's going to take decades of, of, of words yes. to summarize with, with their own work because, I mean, these guys are really high calibers and the amount of knowledge and wisdom, it's beyond describing. So I know I'm, I'm kind of teaching <laughs> on them by asking Yes, yes. I am almost, I am 49 years old, pushing 50. And I remember going to, it was in the 90s, and I went to this Saturday workshop and it had Zig Ziglar, it had Christopher Reeves, who was Superman, and all these incredible people. And it was just, I've just been, it's just been in me. My parents were entrepreneurs. And I've just always wanted to grow and to become and, and be, be a better person myself. And I've come to the realization that to, in order to be a better person, you've got to work on you. If you want a fit body, you've got to go to the gym. You've got to exercise. That's true. And the same is with your mind. And if you want to grow and develop your mind, you've got to read books. You've got to study. You've got to listen to listen to I listen to things on, you know, online. I I read books. I invest in myself. I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of dollars I've spent investing in myself to become a better person. And when you invest in yourself, you're the most valuable asset. And you're talking about business owners failing. It is because they haven't invested in themselves enough to be the person that can overcome those challenges that are faced that they're faced with on a, on that at that time point. It's it's I believe as Einstein said, interestingly enough, Einstein, <laughs> he said, you can't solve the problem with the same mindset that created it. That's true. That's true. And it was Einstein who did say that. And you know the funny thing is, speaking of that, remind me. I, I I'm not like I'm not hundred percent sure about the quote and i'm sure it was benjamin franklin who said the best investment that you can make is investing in yourself and also warren buffett he always preaches that the best investment he made was investing in himself and i don't know if you know this but he said that take, like taking the courses by Dale carnegie was the best investment he ever yeah. made yep i've got a couple dale carnegie Carnegie books that I've read through. Absolutely. Yep. He is amazing. Like how to win friends and influence people is absolutely one of my favorites yes. ever. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about sales marketing business from a different perspective. So tell me, Titus, if like if you wake up tomorrow and you have lost everything. No connection, no money, nothing at all. 
and you were starting from scratch, what would mm. you do? Like, what is the first thing? Well, like Abraham Lincoln said, if he was told to cut down a tree in 15 minutes, he would spend 10 minutes sharpening his axe and five minutes cutting the tree. And so if I lost everything tomorrow, I would sit down and I would see what I have. What is it that I have? What is it that I have within me? And look at my assets within myself. And then I would go out and I would really, I would start looking for ways to generate income uh, to, because it's, what is it? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. And so yeah. we need uh, we need shelter. We need food. So I would start at the bottom and, and work my way up with the hierarchy of needs. And, and if I've lost everything, I would look for shelter. I would look for food. Um, I mean, I'm talking lost everything where you put me on. You put me in the middle of Africa with the clothes on my back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's losing yeah. everything. And so shelter food and I would work my way back up to where I feel secure, I feel safe. And, and then how can I start serving others, right? Somewhere up along the chain, I would come to the realization, okay, how can I help other people? Because that's Zig Ziglar says, you help other people accomplish their dreams, you will accomplish yours. That's true. And so I'm always, that's I'm always true. looking to serve and how can I help others? That's true. So, you know, when you said that, like right now, I'm really curious for someone who is just starting with zero money, with zero experience, with zero skill set, and are thinking like starting their own business, what is going to be your advice? For find them? their purpose. I love it. If, if find your I purpose, if you don't like I. For many, many years, I started, I can't, I've started several businesses, several, and they would fail and they wouldn't work out and I would quit. Now that I've discovered my purpose and glow is my purpose, I can put passion behind it. And now I'm climbing the ladder, leaning against the right building. For many years, I would put the ladder on the wrong building and climb halfway up and say, oh wrong building and go back down, right? So find your purpose so you can put passion behind it. And when you can put passion behind your purpose, you're unstoppable. Absolutely. You can't force a passion into yourself. Yeah. That's impossible. Yep. So find your purpose, find out what it is you're designed to do. I'm, I recently started taking a course or, or studying myself from the concept of human design and human design is so incredible. I've learning, I'm learning so much about myself and who I am as a person and, and how I am designed to operate as a being and subconsciously and physically how I operate as a being. And when you can tune yourself, when you can, I'm, I'm big into harmony and vibration and energy. And when you can tune yourself to operate like a sports car, like a Ferrari, like a Indianapolis 500 Indy car, when you can operate like that, you can go 200 miles an hour. If you are in tune, if you're tuned or not in tune in discord, 
you will operate like a beater car, one that misfires, a misfires yeah. on the cylinders that has nasty gas in the tank, right? And that's why it's so important to eat healthy, to eat right, to put that fuel in your system, to make sure the tires of the car are balanced. If you have three good tires and a spare on one of those tires, the spare says you can only go 35 miles an hour because that's what that tire is rated for. So you can, you might have th for three good tires, but one spare, you're only doing 35. If you have bad spark plugs, you're not going to fire on all cylinders. If you've got bad gas in the engine, you're going to sputter and whatever down the, down the racetrack. So how can you tune yourself to be the optimal performance being vessel vehicle that you can be? But also you need to be a good pilot <laughs> or you are going to yes. crash. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because that's unfortunately, that's really something that a lot of people forget. They get into the Ferrari mode, but, but they are terrible drivers and they end up screwing yes everything yep and that's why you have to work on yourself right you're a complete person you're True. a complete being so if you have a terrible mindset but an incredible vehicle you're going to crash the car that's true so speaking of car and pilots i know that you are a father and like one of the the thing that really bugs me a lot is when i'm talking to fathers and i ask them why they don't start their own businesses i'm not talking only about fathers but also mothers they always give me the same excuse but mm. i have kids and what are your thoughts about this because i know that you you had like the two most challenges challenging jobs in the world being a business owner and being a father yeah so how did you approach that how have you made something really impactful in both your personal life and your professional life? You do the best you can in every situation. For me, when I was, so I, I think back to the time when I was uh, selling insurance and I traveled. I was licensed in eight or nine states and I would travel on the weekends. And I missed a lot of my children's growing up during those years. And it's a price that you pay. It's, 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 a, it, it's costly. It costs. It costs memories. It costs time with my children. Although now, like I said, this last week I went to Tennessee and I spent a week with three of my children because I wanted to create a memory. I wanted to invest time. I wanted to be with them. And, and just so you create we are creative beings. So what is it that you want to create? I want to create a, a successful business. Yes. I want to create good memories. I want to create a good relationship with my children. And so, so many times people have the mindset of this or that. I have the mindset of this and that. I am going to be a successful business person and I'm going to be a successful father. And I take my children on business meetings with me. They sit there when, I, so I have a radio show that I go, that I have. And so when I go to the radio station, 
I bring my children with me so they can see me operating as that business person and I'm investing in them as a father. Oh, that's really amazing. Now I'm, I'm curious, what is the one thing that your kids <laughs> learned from you in the business what the, world? I, I believe the one thing that they've learned is that I'm not the only person that talks like I do. Oh, that's interesting. And I know that you are really a good salesperson and have they ever put on, on you some <laughs> of the sales tricks? Yes, yes. You have yes, taught them. Yes, especially my youngest son. My youngest son, um, he's always trying to work me over. And I'm like, and I tell him, I'm like, boy, <laughs> I said, who do you think taught you all these tricks? Me. You can't use those same tricks on me. I, I've, I'm the one that taught you. And so, but we laugh and we have a good time. And uh, so my, my children are incredible. They're amazing. And I, I always, whenever I introduce them to my friends, to my colleagues, I always get uh, such positive reviews as far as my children are concerned. I put up a post the other day, my daughter, my second daughter, she's 20 years old. My 20 year old, I'm gonna brag on my 20 year old daughter for a moment. She, she, she's yeah, 20 she years old. Tired. She's in the Masters of Business program at college. She can play the piano and she has a beautiful voice. The, the other well, day she amazing. created a TikTok with somebody and they sang a song and I shared it through Facebook. And last night I was at dinner with some friends and colleagues. And the one, one of my friends says to me, he says, I am really critical when it comes to music and singing and instrument playings. He goes, because I know I have that knowledge and I have that awareness. He said, when I saw your post about your daughter, I was, I don't normally listen to posts like that because they're just average. He said, something prompted me to listen to this, her sing. One, because it was, he knows who I am. So he listened to her. He listened to yeah. the song and he's like, she's incredible. He listened to it three times just to absorb the beauty of her voice. And he, last night he bragged on her for five minutes. Your daughter's amazing. She's got a great voice. I loved to listen to her. And I said, well, thank you. And, and so I, I shared the compliment with my daughter because, and because it's, it's for me to compliment her and say she's amazing, it's her dad. But for, some, for somebody yeah, outside of me to compliment her the way that he did, was authentic it's real and truly of value for somebody to say that well i, I i'm going to check your facebook to see the video it, like right now i'm really interested in hearing yes. you singing yeah so when we get off it, it it's you can find i believe i posted it to the glow growth and development group page and i also yeah. personally posted it on my titus kleppinger post so you can find her there I'm going to check it. You know, when you said the story about your young younger kid, I don't know if you know Grant Cardone. I, I don't know if you have seen the video of his, I think it's the oldest daughter make doing cold calling. And I think she out of 30, 13, yeah, out of 13 calls, she did close two deals. And like, honestly, I believe parents should teach their kids how to sell because it's the most undervalued 
skill. Sure, and, and so what is? Let me ask you, what is selling? It's all about persuasion. We all are. We all are in the sales business. Even would you we, like to be a more successful it. salesperson? Absolutely. So it's Who not like that. Sales is persuasion. The next level of sales is supplying a need for somebody that they have a want or a desire. And that way it doesn't require persuasion. I am simply facilitating something that you already want or have a desire for. And it takes the persuasion. It takes the persuasion That's out true. of it. I used to be a very good persuasive person and a manipulator, right? But to operate like that is for me, yeah. is for my benefit. And it's not for the, the customer's benefit. When you come from the benefit, benefiting the client or benefiting the person, it's finding out what they need, finding out what they desire and meeting that need. That's next level. That's true. And you know, the funny thing is I always say, don't sell your customers, yes. instead serve them. If you sell them, it's going to be short-term benefits. But if you sell them, if you serve them, it's going to be long-term yeah. yep. benefits. Yep. And so, if you if you if you sell them something, it's a transactional. So there's, I was on a a workshop one time recently, and there's two. You can either have a transactional relationship where it's give and take and right and i did this for you and you do this for me very transactional or you can do it as a present and make it a win-win how can i serve how can i give you the presence of serving you and make it a win-win that's true like we have this really wrong idea that if it is a win for me it's a lose for you and this is something that is growing so many businesses, not only in the business world, but also in social interaction. Like we have this mindset. Like I'm, I'm talking about the majority of people. They believe if you win, I'm going to lose and vice versa. And instead of thinking it's I'm going to win by doing this and you are going to win by doing like the other. Thing. Yeah. So speaking of sales, how would you prospect a cold audience organically without being spammy? Because like last time that we spoke, we talked about LinkedIn and the messages that we get and we hate. So for someone hmm. who like, let's say, who is searching like from scratch, how would they prospect a cold audience without being spammy? So I go to the law of attraction. And basically what I do is I send out a ping, right? Like you, like a signal, ping, ping, ping. Yeah. And I look for people, yeah. I look for people yeah. to raise their hand. And so that way, when they raise their hand, I realize that they have a want, a desire that I can fulfill. If they don't raise their hand, I recognize that, that they're not the person that I want. And I would much rather have one good quality customer friend prospect than a hundred that are dead right i can i can give you a million connections on on social media linkedin whatever but if your content doesn't touch them or relate to them it's of no use if i give you one connection and that person can relate to you and and wants what you have then they will buy absolutely 100%. and so i would say 
define your niche client. Who is your ideal client? And look for that person. Speaking of ideal clients, how do you define an ideal client? Because like this is, it's not a trend, but it's something that is a must in business. And I'm sure you do see that a lot. A lot of people, they are talking about the ideal customer, the ideal avatar of the client. So like how, for you, how do you define your ideal client? Well, my ideal client's different than everybody. My ideal client is unique to me. Uh, how I define that person is, oh, well, they are somebody that is aware that something is missing or not right. That's one of the questions, the first questions that I ask people, are you aware that there's something not right or missing in your life? And if they say, no, everything's fine, everything's good, then I can't help them. But if they say, yes, I recognize that something is missing, I just don't know what it is, that's the person I can help. Well, you said, resonate with me for me the ideal client i can work with is more a psycho demographics than demographics because for me it's about the person itself than the more than the business yeah the business the the money and the business will follow right so many times people yeah. like your friend she's she's focuses on the money she's focusing on the business side of it don't that, that she's she's two or three steps off if she were to focus on her niche client and that person and who that is and serving them properly, the money will follow. Right now, I'm really curious. What is the biggest mistake that you have made in business? Trusting the wrong people. Not, yeah, not. Oh. Um, so there's there are people that in my world, right? If I, if I were to look at my world, as a city, there are people that belong in my city. Then there are people that belong in my neighborhood. Then there's people that belong in my house. And then there's people that belong in my inner, my, my, my sanctuary. Let's call it a sanctuary. So there's been times where I will let people very quickly into my sanctuary when really they belong in the neighborhood or they belong in the city. And so the one of the biggest mistakes I've made is too quickly letting people into my inner court without really knowing who they are as far as integrity, character, values, morals. I am very, very, uh, for myself, I'm, it is very important that my words are meticulous in if I say I'm going to do something, that I do it. There's people where their words have very little value and they say something and it is of no value and what they say doesn't get done. And so your words, if you don't have your word, you don't have much. A word or a promise is a thing yes. that you should pay. And, you know, right now, I know that you are doing a wonderful, like, I came across that and it's really something inspiring. It's really wonderful. I know that you are starting your own nonprofit for the kids. Yes, that Uganda. is correct. Is that correct? Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Because honestly, this is really inspiring. I would, and I would love to have 
your story about it. Sure. So in January of 2020, I went to a dream builder workshop in Los Angeles. It was held by Mary Morrissey. And over that course of the weekend, I started the design of my ideal life. And my ideal life, I am a humanitarian and I am a philanthropist. I want to give back to my community. I want to give back to the world. And so I wrote on that script that I had a nonprofit. Shortly after that, I got connected to a gentleman through LinkedIn, and he has a, ch a children's center in Uganda. And I don't believe in coincidences. And so him and I started establishing a relationship. And once I felt comfortable, I didn't even really feel uncomfortable, but once I, once he validated himself and I felt like I could trust him, uh, that he was doing a work in Uganda for good in spite of himself, uh, that's when I started sending him money and supporting him. That's really amazing. So, thank you. And how... How do you feel uh -huh. about it? Like, because here's the thing: I'm, I'm more interested in the emotional reward and payoff. Well, huh. as you know, as you know, the need is very great. The need is huge, whether it be yeah. in Uganda or Morocco or the United States. There are people that have a need, whether the need is self-inflicted or the need is environmental where they can't do anything about it. And so for me, yes, I feel good that I am able to help them. The greater feeling is, oh my goodness, this is a huge, huge, huge mountain to climb. And, and, and what I give is a drop in the ocean of the world. But like the story says, the young boy and his grandpa are walking down the beach and the boy picks up a starfish and throws it back in the water because it was laying on the beach because the beach was full of all these starships, uh, starfish. And he walks down and he picks up another starfish and throws it in the water. And the grandpa says, what are you doing? He goes, you can't save all these starfish. And the young boy picks up another one and throws it back in the water. He says, nope, but I can save that one. I love it. I love it because this is something like it's our duty as humankind to always help each other, even with like the least that we can afford to do. We have to always try our best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. There's a, there's a, in a book that I read, it talks about a return of 30, 60, and 100 fold. And so the other day, I planted a seed in a situation. And the very next day, it multiplied 40%. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. So um, I I, you cannot plant a seed in the ground, several seeds in the ground, and not expect a harvest. That's why that's, it's the whole concept of the farmer you put the seed in the ground it's going to return it's going to return what you make up on the peaches what you lose on the peaches you make up on the pears so one day you might put a seed in the ground and nothing comes of it 
the next day you put another seed in the ground and it returns a hundredfold. You've put two seeds in the ground, you get a hundredfold return. Are you going to complain? Never, never. never. Right. And so <laughs> it, it goes back to this concept of how many seeds are in the apple? Five, six seeds are in the apple. But, but how many apples yeah. are in a seed? When that seed is planted, it turns into a tree and that tree bears forth hundreds of apples yeah. a year and the next year and the next year and the next year. So the, the number of apples in a seed is unlimited. Absolutely. And like, like honestly, life is all about planting seeds and yeah. just waiting for them. You, you don't eat, like, here's the thing. You don't eat the same, like the fruit that you just planted. I was telling it. my son, my youngest boy the other day, he, um, so he buys tennis shoes. He buys these Nike Air tennis shoes. And so he has a place where yeah. he can buy them at a discount at a wholesale price. And he bought some for, I want to say $150, we'll say. And he turned around and he sold them for 300 and some odd dollars. So he made a couple hundred dollars. And I told him, I, I said, son, don't eat your yeah. seed, right? Keep, don't eat your seed. Keep some of that money yeah. behind so you can buy another pair of shoes. And so that's how Absolutely. I teach my kids. That's, that's like, honestly, that's the best way to teach them about the money game. Because if they understand money at an early age, they will never have yeah. money issues. Yep. Titus, it has been really a pleasure having you as a guest. So how can so they can find me on um, LinkedIn? They can find me on Facebook. My website is the glow g l o w center .com. I would really love to offer my coaching services to people in Morocco. So if you know of one business, two businesses that could use some business coaching some mindset coaching. I would love to work with some people over there and connect with them. And so, yes, theglowcenter.com. My email address is Titus, T-I-T-U-S, at theglowcenter.com. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, right? I just started a TikTok page, <laughs> right? Um, so I'm not hard to find, and you can find me. Reach out to me. I'd love to uh, connect with people all over the world.